Welcome to the Time Out Podcast with Tony McGettigan. Because we all need a little time out from life. Well, you're very welcome to episode number 35 of the Time Out Podcast with me, Tony McGettigan. And uh, delighted to say today that my guest is uh, a legendary female country singer uh, hailing all the way from the Rosses originally, but now living in County Monaghan, and she needs uh, very little introduction. And her name is Margot O'Donnell. Margot, you're very welcome to the Time Out Podcast. Thank you, Tony. It's lovely to be on with you. It really is. Yes, it's, it's lovely. It's been a while since we I interviewed you, but uh, it's definitely great to catch up with you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I didn't actually know you were doing this, but I think it's a wonderful idea. Yes, well, I suppose it's always uh, people probably have more time on their hands maybe this year yeah. or ago to listen to things. So, And it's a good thing to do because, you know, people in the house on their own and they can listen to it, so it's wonderful. Well uh, done. Uh, no, no problem. And big thanks to you, Margot, for taking the time to speak with me. And I'd like to start off, Margot, by asking you, how's life with yourself in Monaghan? Yeah, you know, life has, uh, of, of course, since the start of the year and and the, the virus pandemic and everything, life is, is very quiet. It's quiet for everybody. Um, you know, life sort of t- has taken a different direction for me and for anybody, actually, in the music business. Now, the year before... I had celebrated 55 years and I did a nationwide concert tour and it was wonderful to see everybody again and to be part of everything, you know, because yes. I don't tour extensively anymore. But I had I had planned on doing maybe four or five concerts, you know, in the last, uh, this year. Uh, but then all of that was knocked on the head, you know, when the, when the virus struck. And um, I always say we're, we're sort of, sitting in a pause button, you know, uh, right. until all of this is over. So life is uh, is quiet. You know, I I was about to go into the studio to do some recording, and, of course, that was also stopped because, uh, you know, the studio is kind of more or less closed down for the time being. So, um, yeah, sort of reflecting on life and, and spending a lot of time doing little uh, video clips and contact nursing homes. And we have a nursing home here in Castlevania, St. Mary's, and I do maybe uh, a couple of days singing, oh, you know, nice. for them and, and things like that. So it's, it's definitely a quieter time, and I've I've, I've got kind of into doing a lot of walking and things like that. So it's different, but it's nice. Yeah, and musicians are definitely among the people that have been very hard hit with this. Um, virus, Margot, obviously a lot of people have been affected, but livelihoods and um, have been hit, and as well getting out amongst people, like you can't really underestimate how much of a blow that is to singers, really and truly. It, it's, it's very, yeah, it's very serious because, you know, um, artists were made to perform and singers were made to sing, and when when that doesn't happen, uh, singers and artists can get ill. You know, yes. because of it, and 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 of course, psychologically, it's it's not good for them either. But and I I'm blessed to be honest with you that I've had such a a great career. But I feel desperately, desperately sad for the young artists. You know, that are starting out, or maybe people that are a couple of years 
you know, on the on the road and have started making a name for themselves and people in the business that have taken out loans to get That's van right, yeah. and gear and and even people with with uh, mortgages on houses, you know, in the music business. And all of a sudden, all that has totally come to a standstill. So I feel desperately sad for them all, you know. But I, all I can say to them is just try to hang in, you know, and 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 don't. You know, don't dwell on it too much. Yes. I, I was, I, you know, I'm very impressed with young Barry Kerwin, actually. Uh, you know, he, he, he had a lot of money tied up or a lot of debt right. tied up, but he got out and he, and he got a job, uh, cleaning, you know, trolleys. That's right. And then he went on and, and, and he's working in Little and my hat goes off to him, you know, and, and it's a great way. Keep the mind active, no matter what it is you're doing, because this is not a good time no, no, for young not. artists. And I suppose all we can do is hope that there's a brighter time ahead. We're resilient people, and yeah. uh, we we will come out of this. I've I've no doubt of it. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think the main thing is that we look out for each other and we stick together and and help each other along the way. I mean, that that really is what it's all about. I mean, last year, 2019, I went up, I was asked to go up um, to the the waterfront to do a little concert for all the centres. And uh, um, it was it was absolutely wonderful. I I really really enjoyed it, and I had said you know we would do it again this year. And I missed not being able to go, but it was great. I was able to touch in with an awful lot of people when I went up there, yeah. and I missed that. But I mean, um, with the help of God, next year you know we we have to we have to look forward, Tony. We can't look back. No. Definitely looking forward. No. It's definitely good for them. Yeah, and if we st- if we stick together and we help each other, we'll get through this. We really we will. will indeed, Margot. And you brought you touched there on Barry Kerwin, which brings me nicely on to the next topic, Margot, which is of course the late late country special, which just happened yeah. last Friday night. Uh, a big credit to all involved. I think it certainly was a, a well produced show. But um, just touching on something that you commented on, Margot, you, you commented on Brian Call on, on uh, when you're on talking with uh, I think it was Mike yeah. Denver and Barry Kerwin and Trudy Lawler. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, are, I suppose, are a little bit annoyed that Brian didn't really get enough attention on the night. But you definitely can't underestimate how important a role Brian Call played in Irish country music. Well, absolutely. My, my point was, if he was, you know, he was good enough to be on the wall of photographs. I just thought that when when Larry Cunningham died, we were able to go to his uh, his wake and his funeral. And we were able to, you know, take part in that and say goodbye properly. The same thing happened with Gene Stewart. And the same thing again happened with Big Tom. Uh, but when Brian passed away, uh, we weren't able to go. We, you know, I didn't say goodbye, even though I spoke to Brian every every week on the phone. I would speak to me, And, you know, the, the great thing about Brian Call was... He never once called me Margot. Yes. And I met him first up at the Marquis in Dunlow. He was with the Platterman at the time. Yes. And my mother took me up because I loved him singing and I was only a little girl. And um, 
I've known him all them years, and all them years he never once called me Margot. He always said Margaret, and Margaret. I had great, great admiration for Brian Call. He was he was a legend. He was, he had a voice of gold. He really did, and I think that I I stood an RTA. Uh, last Friday, and I looked at the wall of photographs, and I saw Brian's photograph, and I thought, I don't see anything on this script anywhere through the Late Late Show where anybody has mentioned uh, the man, the man Brian Cole, and, and again then because of the show that it was, the wonderful singer and artist that he was. So I just happened to say it to Ryan Tuberty and uh, off off air, and I said it to. Dermot McAvoy. Yeah. Um, I just said, uh, you know, I said we were able to sympathise with the families of all of the people that passed away, except for Brian Call. And I wanted, I wanted to mention him, and I, I could see the night slipping away and slipping away, and still, even though I spoke about it uh, to them, nothing could be done because the script was written yeah. for the late late. But I felt that at the end of a, of a conversation that uh, the circle of friends were having with Ryan Tuberty, I thought, I can't leave here tonight and regret not mentioning Brain yes. Call. And that's why I did it. I did it because, uh, you know, without those people that went that I mentioned, Larry and Tom and Jean and Brain and Noel Cassidy and uh, Brendan Boyer, the whole lot of them, all of that's those right. people... The pioneers, and I happened to be in, in a show band at around the same time. You know, I was younger by far, but there the would be no late, late country show without these legends that had passed away. And yeah. Brian, Brian Call, Tony, was the biggest country artist of all time. He had a voice, he yeah, had the golden. voice of an angel. He was golden. just fabulous. Yeah, I, I listen to Brian Call now, and even since before he died, and even now more so, even since he passed away. And I must say, a very distinctive voice Brian had, and uh, absolutely, all the absolutely, songs, the songs that he covered. But I suppose at RTE, you could say maybe they're a bit out of touch of what, in the sense of what the country music really is. And, and uh, if truth be told, Margot, you know, well, I think they're probably been been uh, uh, given, you know, examples. Of yeah. who's big in country, and it's not about that. It's about the people hearing and seeing their artists, you know. And and okay, I mean, there was an awful lot of artists not there on the night. True, there yeah. was a handful of people, but I mean, we would need to have three of those shows a year to to do justice yes. to the artists that are here in this country of ours. I would agree with that. Uh, yeah. You know, absolutely. And I mean, my hat goes off to all the American country artists, and I'm friendly with a lot of them. But we have enough talent here in this little island of ours a lot. with songwriters, great songwriters and great singers and great artists. And I, I certainly think that we should have more than one night dedicated well, to I, the great yeah, talent that's here. I would definitely agree in the sense of doing proper justice to the talent we have. And uh, just to touch as well... Um, on uh, the award that Philomena Begley, of course, won the, the Hall of Fame award, Margot, it's, uh, you know Philomena Begley, I'm sure, all down through the years, and it's uh, a fitting award for Philomena to win. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Philomena, I've known Philomena since I met her first in 1965, and 
uh, we've had a friendship all down through the years and we recorded together, we toured together, we sang on the Grand Old Opry together and Philomena has had a, you know, a rough year of it. She, she had been ill and, and she had heart surgery and uh, she lost a couple of people very close to her and, and, you know, it was a, it, it was as if it was a down period for Philomena and to present her with that award. I mean, I said to her afterwards, I says, I'm sure that that must give you a lift. I know it won't bring back uh, the people that are gone, but it's great to get that after all these years. And she was absolutely over the moon and I was thrilled to bits for her and it was fitting and right that it should go to that girl. Yeah, a long time in, in, the, in the music game like yourself, Margo. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you're both us going strong. I was just admiring even uh, Philomena's voice the last night when she sang live. I, t- I just thought to myself, yeah. you know what, she still has that voice. She still has yeah. that punch in her voice. You know, she really, she does. really does. Yeah, yeah. there's only one... There's only one of her. Definitely so. And yeah. To, to touch on uh, Dolly Parton, of course, who uh, Ryan did a, a sort of an, an interview with uh, Margot as well. And uh, it was great to see Dolly uh, featured on Late Late Show. And uh, when you think of the career she's had and all the songs that she's written. And uh, I was watching a documentary actually on Netflix not that long ago about her. And she really is one of the ultimate legends of country music. She is Dolly. I mean, I have a, a I have a relationship with Dolly that's very, very personal, and we recorded together. And I, you know, I visit her family every time I go to East Tennessee, and I always end up and visited her mum and dad, you know, and her brothers and that. So she's um, Dolly's just not a fabulous artist. She's a icon. She, she, you know, she's really a class above everything else because. She's a very good person. She helps people who are much less fortunate yes. than she is. And she knows what it's like to be poor. Yes. And, you know, uh, uh, if you know, if you know what it's like, like coming from where I came from and coming from where Dolly comes from, it's very similar. And that's one thing that her and I often talk about is how how akin our backgrounds are. Yes. You know, even though when I look, when I, I went to East Tennessee and saw where she came from and the way she was brought up and what she told me, you know, I realized that it was much poorer they were than what, what I was back at home in Donegal. But it was very, 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 very similar. And, uh, she, she came from very, very poor uh, surroundings and, and a poor family and all that. And she made herself into the icon that she is today. And she totally has my whole uh, admiration. And she's been a great friend to me. We met first in 1995 and we spent a lot of time together in 96 and periodically every so often after that. And we talk a lot, you know, on the phone. So she's a wonderful human being. And it was lovely that she was able to be part of the Late Late Show. Yeah, great, great respect indeed for what she's achieved, you know, coming, yes. from, coming from nothing. And all those great songs that, she, that she's written. And uh, definitely, uh, I think a lot of country fans were delighted to see her featured on the Late Late Show. Yeah, and, yeah. And, Dolly, Do- and, 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 and no matter how big she is, she's still like the girl next door. You right. know, she, she really is. Hum- she, yeah, she seems very yeah, humble. Yeah, very humble. Yeah, yeah. 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 Margo, Christmas is only, sir, Christmas Day is only 10 days away. And, um, just to touch, to, to, to touch on, um, 
your own Christmas memories growing up. Uh, what would be your earliest Christmas memory and or earliest Christmas memories? Indeed, not just the first one. If you well, I suppose I was thinking. I was thinking about uh, things over the last couple of days because I'm actually doing a, a bit of filming about Christmas later on today. And I was thinking about the happiness that we had. You know, our our whole being was surrounded at that time up there long before you were even a thought, Tony. <laughs> uh, we we had uh, we, it was surrounded around the church. Yes. And 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 the baby Jesus in the crib. And and I mean, I was part of the choir in the chapel. And I sang in the choir from I was, you know, not not too old at all. And we rehearsed, you know, every year for the Christmas Mass and the Midnight Mass, which was Midnight Mass then. It was at 12 o'clock at night. And coming home then, you know, to the house, to a big fire, and everybody been there. It was so, so, so special because our father... Uh, spent most of the year working away in Scotland, yes. and he always made it home for Christmas. So, so we special. had a very, very, very simple, happy, happy home at Christmas. When Dad and Mom and and later on my grandmother, my mother's mother from the island, came to live with us, and 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 just us all to be safe. And I've always felt so safe uh, at Christmas when we come home. You know, from from midnight mass, and then we always knew that we'd get something in the morning from Santa yeah, Claus. And honest memories. to God, it was those memories. You know, nobody can ever take them from us, or they can never, you know, erase them from from our minds. And they're the memories that stay with me today of the happy times yeah. at home in Donegal. And uh, thank God. That we have those memories. Oh, definitely, Margot. And uh, it's. Can you remember anything? Any can a particular toy in particular that you got? I do. Your- I always. I always remember a toy. It was. A, it was. A, I remember writing to Santa and and asking him to send me a doll that I could keep forever. And sure, I don't know where my parents got the this thing, but on Christmas morning that that morning, I um I got this. Teddy bear. Yeah. Uh, it was a, a a mother teddy bear sitting on a chair, and she had her baby in her arms. And when you put batteries into her and you switched her on, she would take the bottle over and back to the baby's mouth. And I had that for years and years and years and years. And I remember there was a fellow Michael, as Michael, it was his name, and he was from over outside of Anagra. And I got sick at Christmas and I had to go into the hospital in Dunlow. Yes. And at that time, when you walked up to where the reception desk is up uh, uh, in the main reception area, the, the, the ward facing you at that time was the children's ward. And I was in there and so was he. And he kept taking my teddy bear and <laughs> holding it away up high. And, you know... Uh, he pretended he was going to take it away on me, and I was so lonesome and Dunlow. I wrote home, and me only up six miles innocence. up the road. Yeah. You know, but that that one toy stayed with me 
and I had it till I was grown up. I really did, and it probably is somewhere in the house even yet yeah. to this day. Isn't that great memories, Omargo? And, and you know, there's a, wonderful. There's actually a message there as well. I think you know that the simple things are the most important that you'll treasure. I think absolutely. The the big yeah. things don't last forever. No. The, but that, the little things do. Isn't that great though that to have? And Christmas is such a special time, and uh, of course for many families throughout the world, Margo, and I suppose as well, it's a time to reflect on the year that's been. And this is a year I don't think many of us will forget in a hurry. You know. No, I, I mean it's been it's been really, really, really hard. But I noticed, you know, and I I don't do social media, but I do look on Facebook, and 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 people are very, very kind. The stuff that people do, like I saw my own brother Daniel there when he, when he came home and, and, and the, the virus had, had uh, locked everything down. I mean, he was going out and he was singing, you know, at, right. at Norson Homes and he was singing up at the, uh, up and down low at the, at the hospital. And, and it's amazing. I mean, uh, Mary Rogers is there and she, she, um, she does photographs and, and, and Father Pat is doing mass online and Rosie McShane is saying the rosary and uh, the things that are happening. And I'm only talking about Donegal because Donegal is where I'm interested in. Yes. And I watch all that and I can see all that and it brings home into my home here in Castle Blaney. Yeah, and it's, pe- yeah. people are great. They're wonderful. And if we stay like that, if we, remain to care for people that are less fortunate than ourselves. It, it's go, we're going to come out of this much, much better people than we went into it. I yeah. do believe that, Tony. Yeah, I do, I do agree, because I think people have realised what's really important in their lives. Absolutely, yeah. yeah and I think that is a, a very good point, uh, Margot. Well, Margot, you've recorded so many songs down through the years and so many different albums, and... Um, I definitely love listening back to a lot of the songs you've recorded. But what are the sort of top songs that you've recorded to yourself in your own mind that mean something personal to you that you would? Uh, love? There, there have been there have been so so many of them. You know, when I think back to maybe you know the first songs that I did with the keynotes, "Bonnie Irish Boy" and "Dear God," and "If I Could See the World Through the Eyes of a Child" and "The Road one, yeah. by the River." All of those wonderful songs that I recorded, you know, when when I was still at home in Donegal, and then some of the great songs that followed me down through the years that were special. And I suppose special things was the, the duet to his company that I recorded with Daniel and Don't Cry Joni, because that was a family thing and it was a personal thing. They were very special to me. And, of course, uh, recording with Larry Cunningham, yes, Mr. Peters, and, and Philomena Begley recording with her, and of course uh, Dolly. I mean, t- if somebody told me back when I started with the keynotes that I would sing one day with Dolly Parton and record an album with her, I just could never have imagined yeah. that happening to me. Well, that's big volumes for you, Margot, as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the crowning, the crowning of the whole thing was Big Tom McBride just before he passed away. And uh, we went in and we did that song that Shuni Cramsey wrote. I mean, I asked Shuni if he would write a song for myself and Big Tom. And I kid you not, Tony, uh, I had that conversation early one morning with Shuni. And uh, two hours later, at quarter past 12, he rang me back. 
and he said to me, since I spoke to you this morning, yourself and Big Tom have got married. Yes. And I said, oh, really? So he sent it right down to me and uh, Shirley downloaded it for me and gave it to me. I listened to it here and I took it with me. I got into the car and I drove to Orem where Tom and Rose live. Yeah. And I put it on and I played it for him and he didn't say a word. And I looked at him and I said, well, he says, put it on again. Yes. And I did it again and he said, he just looked at me and he said, Let's go in and record it. And like Tom was 80 that time. Yes. And uh, I mean, it was it wasn't it wasn't done to promote either of us because we were only doing, you know, special things on the road. We weren't on the continuously on the road. And we went and we recorded that. And it was the biggest hit of the year. It was massive, absolutely massive. And I was. I, I was so sure that maybe we might have done another one. I never, ever thought that he would go so quickly. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, when his wife Rose passed away, he lost the will to live. And Brendan Grace, God rest him as well, he came here one day to me. And he just looked at me and he said, I think Tom died of a broken heart. And yeah. I said, absolutely. I think so. My, 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 so that yeah. was, uh, I think the recording with Big Tom was the icing on all of my cakes that I ever had down through the years. Because I had known Tom from 1964-65, and I went to see him up in Ardra and the Iona Hall, and, and the day that they released their first record, and Big Tom that night sang Gentle Mother, I remember. And I'll never forget, I'll never forget the feeling I got from the voice of the man that was pure golden, you know. And and the great thing about Tom, Tony, was Tom was Tom. Yes. Tom was Tom, and he was the same Tom when you'd meet him out in the field as he was when you'd meet him, you know, to a packed audience. He was just a lovely, lovely human being, and I am so honoured to be able to call him my friend. Yeah, and when you think of all the people down through the years that Tom um, touched, you know, in, yeah. uh, in the sense of the, the, his songs and his lyrics and people that emigrated yeah. to England, Margot, he was more than a country singer, really and truly, you know. Oh, he was. Oh, of course he was. Yeah. I mean, Tom Tom was a connection. And it's amazing to me. Tom and I had the same kind of following, the same kind of fans followed both of us. And, and it was lovely. We often talked about that. But I swear to you, I miss him and Rose so much. They were my best friends here in Castle Blaney. And to think that the two of them are gone. And actually, the Christmas, the Christmas before both of them passed away, they spent the Christmas Eve here with me. Yes. And uh, we had a wonderful night and, uh, and it was lovely to be, to be with them. And I was so glad when both of them passed. I, I was so honoured to be able to look at the chair and say, well, he sat there last year, yes. you know, and Rose sat beside me. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I miss them. I know that they're happy because they're together I, and they were yeah. a beautiful couple. I remember actually the first time, um, the only time, well, the time I interviewed Tom in yeah. 2017, I was, it's, it's not often now that I would get nervous about an interview. Yeah. Just in terms of the magnitude of what he meant to people and my own late, yeah. late mum. And 
I remember going into it thinking to myself, gee, it was such an honour for me to, to, to speak to him, just as I was speaking to yourself, Margot. And yeah. I remember interviewing him, and you know something? You'd swear that it was me that was the, the star of country music, the way I know. the respect that he had for you. you know? I know that, I know yeah, that. He, he was and that was the great thing about him, he respected people. He put people on a great pedestal. If you know what I mean. Abs- and, uh, absolutely. And, uh, and your de- and actually you've mentioned her, your dear mother was, she was special. She was a great fan of mine. And, oh, she was. And Daniels and Tom's and all of it. But she was a great woman. I thought an awful lot of her. Oh, that's and great she was special. That's, that's great she to hear She was special. That. Yeah, thanks very much for saying that, Margot. Not at uh, all. It mean, means a lot. But uh, just to, before I close off the interview, Margot, I would like to touch to you briefly on uh, sort of what's your uh, thoughts uh, when you look back on uh, you mentioned there the keynotes do you know er, behind everyone's who, who we see today there's always a, a backstory, and uh, the, the key the keynotes definitely proved a massive sort of a base for you in the sense of the woman you became and uh, you know what and I said it many times and if it weren't, weren't for the keynotes there wouldn't have been a Margot yes I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have gone down the road that I that I went and and certainly I I knew that I that I sang songs I never thought that it was anything special and it was them that brought the special part out in me that appealed to the people so I never ever ever would say you know the likes of Condy Boyle he's down there mean Barrett he had a wonderful insight. To what the people wanted, and he never, ever, ever got the credit, you know, of of notice and talent, and that that he actually he, he could actually read talent, yes. and he was a wonderful man himself. And there was Tony Boyle, and there was Huey Ward, and Charlie McCall, and Paddy Joe, and and Johnny Gallagher, and Francie Dever, and I could go on and on. And then there was the new keynotes, Martin Campbell and Johnny Cullen, and. And, and all of us, and Eddie Quinn, and, and when I think of them all, uh, you know, what a wonderful, wonderful group of people that I was placed, you know, beside to go on in my life from there. And, and you know what, at the time, at the time that I left the keynotes, I never would have left them had my father not passed away young. Yes. Uh, you know, I never would have left them, never, ever, ever. Uh, but, uh, you know, at that time, uh, I had got an offer of, of £100 a week and a car on the road and a driver, and it was going to ease all of our problems because I was the second eldest, and it was me and John that were sort of helping to keep Mum okay and, and, and our siblings. And when I got that offer and I talked it over with Mum, there was only one road that I could go. And the day that I left the keynotes, I le- and I left Donegal, I left with a broken heart. I really yes. and truly did. And I was so unhappy in Dublin while I was rehearsing with the country folk, the new band. But, you know, it was a road. Uh, they say you'll never, ever uh, miss what's meant for you. Yes. You know, and that obviously was the road that I was to go down, you know, and, and to say as well, God never closes one door, but he opens another. And he seemed to open that door for me when uh, when my father passed away. And th- that was that was the cross I had to bear. I had to leave the keynotes, the people that I loved, and go and, and form a band with people I never met in my life before. And uh, And that was the road I went down. So 
there would be no Margot if there yeah. wasn't the keynotes. So I never me. ever, for, I will never forget the keynotes. Yeah. Never. I love them all so, so much. And happy Christmas to all of them that's still with us. Yes, that's a, it's a definitely deserved praise, I would say, Margot, because uh, yeah. they helped shape the, and indeed, now that years later, you know, you, with yourself living in Monaghan, Margot, I'm sure there's a, a big party that misses Donegal still. Absolutely, I miss it every day. Yeah. You know, and when I talk, when I talk about home, home is always Donegal and it always will be. But you know, I, I did, I did go up, uh, often when my, when my mother was there. Yes. But you know, since my mother passed away, it hasn't been the same. You know, it's no. never the same for anybody. And uh, you sort of don't have, when I go up now, I just go to the graves and things like that. But I have, a very special uh, bond with my brother John. He's he's a wonderful brother, a wonderful man, and uh, and Joey, my nephew, who who's special needs, and yes. and and you know, and I I love him to bits. So I haven't been able to get up since the virus hit, but. Please, God, we will all meet again, and I'll meet you, Tony, in Donegal, oh, yes. and meet all the people that I grew up with and that I love very, very much. I'll meet, yeah. we'll all meet again. Do you know one of the biggest things about us, Margot, and I think it's a lesson to us all, and it's not to say that we took things for granted, but it's, I suppose this virus, when this, all this does die down, I think you'll see people hugging people that never hugged people in their lives. Absolutely, absolutely. We, we, we took, we took the word love from, for granted. And we took the hugs for granted, but we will hug again and we will love again. Yeah. And, and everybody that's listening to this podcast. And I want to thank you for thinking of me and, and letting me do this with oh, you. My honor, Margot. And it's a wonderful thing you're doing and, and letting the people here out there. Well, you have a lot of followers. God love you for a young man. You're doing a great job. And I, I liked you the first day I ever met you. And I will continue to like you. You're a good man. Thanks very much, Margot. That that means a lot to me, and uh, I really appreciate that. And uh, not at all. And uh, I would like to to round off the interview, Margot, by saying it's been a great pleasure for me to feature you on my podcast, and uh, I'm really proud of what you've achieved down through your career and what you still continue to achieve, and the fact that you are a Ross's woman. We're all very proud of you. Thank you so much, Tony. Thank you. Yeah. And happy Christmas to everybody out yeah. there and stay well, stay safe and love and hugs. The same to you, Margot. All the very God best. bless you, Tony. Yeah, thank you very much. Well, God bless. Well, folks, there you go. That was episode number 35 of the Time Out podcast with the wonderful uh, Margot O'Donnell and uh, a legend that, as I said at the top of the show, needs no introduction. Uh, for me, when you think of great singers we've produced as a country, she sits right up at the very top, in my opinion. Keep on the eye out for episode number 36, which will be coming over the, the Christmas week. If something a little special lined up for you all. But uh, until then, uh, it's take care and uh, goodbye. For more on the Time Out Podcast, visit thetimeoutpodcast.ie. Thanks for listening.